Hello and welcome to Talking Stars. I'm your host Darren from Movie Reviews 101 and today we rank the Oscars. And because Damien isn't the biggest Oscar fan, we had to go and find the movie Rob himself to come and help with this ranking list. Always a pleasure to, to be a part of this, uh, Darren. I mean, this is our second year in a row that we're doing it, so you know, hopefully we'll keep doing it. And I'm sure we're going to argue about the list, like always, because that's what we enjoy doing. Of course, that's why we watch movies, to argue about them. To say, this is better than the other one, and I can't believe that you think that one is bad or good, or whatever the case may be. And I'm sure I'm definitely going to give you a big surprise with what my number one for the ranking order is going to be. Probably, but uh, that's part of the fun here. So, we're going to just throw out a few films that we think should have been nominated for Best Picture. We're going to do a couple, we'll go back and forth with this. Um, so, I'm just going to throw one out first. I think First Man should have been on the list. Just because of everything about that movie, the historical event of it. I think it's a lot better movie than the rest of the movies on the list. Simple as that. Okay, well, I have to disagree with you on that one. Um, I, I, I had so much high expectations uh, when when the when when I heard about it last year, and I was really looking forward to it because I'm a really big fan of uh, of the whole space program and stuff like that. But I saw it, and it was it was good, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't breathtaking. I think the biggest yeah, problem that movie had was it was sold on this is the man who landed on the moon rather than this is the man who was involved in landing on the moon right I mean I, again I, I saw it, I saw it with my wife and, and I'm a big fan of, of, of the space uh, space race and she's not and there was so much that she didn't understand because there was a lot of things that they expect you to already know and if you don't know them then uh, it, it sort of uh, you know it just skips over uh, important information that that uh, that one needs to know, and uh, that that it's a problem. You know, the, the the movie the movie's uneven because of that. Yes. Well, that's the first disagreement of the show. Get ready, guys and girls. There's going to be more. There's going to be more. What else are on your list then? What's on your honourable mention list? Okay, well, I, I gotta say that that, that uh, unfortunately, I, I feel that that, that 2018 was wasn't wasn't the best year for movies. There, there wasn't that many. There weren't that many movies that really were were so powerful and show stopping that 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 I would say, oh, I can't believe that it wasn't nominated. I think more. I, I look at the the list of the eight movies nominated, and some of them I say, I can't believe this was nominated. Um, so I think I think that 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 says a lot. Um, it, it's it's hard to actually say what movie I think should have been nominated that wasn't, but but I, I I think something that came really close, and this is probably on almost nobody's list, is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I I think that that movie was was brilliantly done by the Coen Brothers. Okay, the fact that they they create an anthology and have you know all these small little stories uh, that take place in the West, and each one of them is totally different from the others and they're they're really able to to bring a lot of diversity to to the western theme um and give a lot of surprises and and i mean the cast is just unbelievable um so that would be one of the movies that i would say that that uh you know if if i you know in a in a dream that's something that probably should have uh uh should have made the list 
Uh, I mean, another another movie that I would say would should make a list, but it, but because of of the uh, Academy's uh, uh, disdain for for uh, for animated movies, which is why they started their own category for them. I think that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is actually something that 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 is theoretically good enough to be on that list. Um, but obviously they weren't going to do that because it was just, it was one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. And despite the fact that it was animated, they just did it so well because the the I mean we're we're not talking right now about the animated category, but I think this is a shoe-in to win the animated category because of the way that they use animation there because they use so many different styles of animation and they mix them all together um, and and do that. Um, but other than that, I'm not really sure that there are any other movies that, that I would say, ah, this is a movie that really should have, uh, made the, uh, you know, made the list of, of, of the eight. Again, I don't even think there should be eight. Uh, but, but we'll get to that. <laughs> well, I'm sure we will. Uh, there's two that I haven't seen. <laughs> even though I can watch one, like, in five minutes times, it's on Netflix. Uh, the other ones I have are, I would put Widows up there. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I, I was told that I heard that it was good, and it's on my list of something I hope to watch before the Oscars. Um, so I, I have a, a little bit of time to try and get to it. Yeah, well, that was about my number two or three ranked film for last year. So that tells you how much I think of that movie. I think for the idea behind it and the unique look to it, especially with other movies being unique with their looks, Searching should have been considered a lot more. Okay, I, uh, searching is on my top ten for 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 2018, which which uh, by the time this this is uh, is this the show is aired, it'll already be up. Um, I think it, I think it was either number nine or ten by me because it was it was very brilliant the way they did that film. It's something that should get recognised. Something, do something different. Um, we could always throw up Crazy Rich Asians because sometimes you just need a comedy on the list. Um, again. I, if 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 the Oscars are supposed to be the best of the best, so you don't just throw a movie on there because it's, it's good to have a comedy. It has to be something that, that that's good enough. I mean, I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians yet. Um, I've heard that it's that it that it that's a fun movie, but from what I've heard, it doesn't sound like it's something that 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 would really deserve to be you know on the list of best picture. But again, we're going back to the same quote that I keep saying over and over that there's some of the other movies that don't deserve to be in Best Picture so that that's a, a slight problem uh, there's one two more I've got one is apparently it's not eligible this year but I would have put Stan and Ollie on there solely because it's up for both BAFTAs and Golden Globes I, I thought this movie was absolutely delightful to watch so that's going to be one of other and the final one is I've only put this on my honourable mentions solely because of what else is on the past picture list and I think Infinity War is a better movie than Black Panther no question about that we'll, I'll discuss that when we get to, when we talk about Black Panther <laughs> so they're my honourable mentions so we'll jump in we're just going to talk very briefly on all the acting categories there's a couple of gaps in our filmography this year mainly because they're not showing very many times anywhere. So, we're going to start with Best Supporting Actress. Your contenders are Amy Adams for Vice, Emma Stones for The Favourite, Rachel Vice for The Favourite, Regina King for If Bill Street Could Talk, and Marina de Trevia from Roma. Who would you pick out of them to win, Rob? 
Uh, based on what? Based on who I think really deserves to win or who I think is going to win? Both of them. We'll do both. Okay. Um, well, first of all, this is this is of the four uh, acting categories. This is the only one where I've seen all, all five uh, uh, nominees. Um, I think of the, the five, I think Amy Adams does the best job uh, in Vice. And uh, I, I, I think that there is a sentimental uh, look at the fact that, that she's been nominated so many times in the past and hasn't won. I mean, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz have both already won. Um, so I, I have a feeling that, that, that Amy Adams will get a lot of the votes. But um, I think this is, we're going to discuss this a lot. I think that the, the Academy is leaning towards uh, giving Roma a lot of love. So I have a feeling that, that uh, Marina de, de, de Taviro is, is going to surprise everybody. And I think she might take home uh, the best supporting actress for, for what she did in Roma. Fair enough. Well, I think myself that they're going to probably give it to Regina King. Uh, that's only judging by all the previous awards that have been going out. She seems to have won everything. Um, I don't consider... Have you seen, have you seen the Bill Street pick Yes. Okay, and what did you think of it? I think it probably could have been on the best picture list over a few of the others again. <laughs> okay, I mean, I saw it. I didn't think it was spectacular. I understand what they're trying to do there. But I, I think that, that the movie has a lot of problems, and uh, it's it's not as uh, um, it's not as good as everyone makes it uh, makes it out to be. And and her role here is very very short. That's why um, her and Adams are both quite limited in time. So they are actually classed as a supporting actress. Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are leads. I'm not. Let's not kid ourselves. That movie is a free lead woman movie. No question about that. So they shouldn't even be in this category. So the thing is, I I can't really say yet, but I don't really. We'll get to Roma later. <laughs> um, so we'll go to the best supporting actor quickly. We have Adam Driver, the Black K Clansman, Mahashir Ali for Green Book. Finally, if can pronounce that name. Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, Sam Rockwell for Vice, and Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And I'll go first because you went first last time. This is the hardest category to pick because <laughs> these five performances are all bang average. Uh, I'm going to reluctantly go with Richard E. Grant because I can remember something he does in the movie. <laughs> I think they're probably going to go with Mahershala Ali because some we'll get to the Green Book later. Um, who would you pick? Anyway? Okay, well, first of all, I was very surprised that that uh, that Sam Rocco was was nominated here for for Vice. I mean, he's really in the movie just for a few scenes, um, and his his uh, interpretation of Bush isn't that great. Um, but uh, I, I I he basically stole the spot of uh, Timothy Chalamet from Beautiful Boy, who I think should have been nominated here, and he actually does give the best performance out of these six, but since he's not uh, one of the choices, so we'd have to go with someone else. I mean, I'm, uh, I very much like uh, what Sam Elliott did in The Stars Born, and I'm very glad that he finally got uh, some recognition after being snubbed at the Golden Globes uh, for that role. But uh, like you, like you, I think that uh, Mahershala Ali is gonna walk away with another uh, another Oscar. 
Fair enough. So now we're going to be awkward and jump into our top eight. Uh, we're going to go. We're already going to talk about the movie at the highest possible ranking, so we're probably going to be skipping a bit at the beginning. So, Rob, what is your number eight ranked my movie? My number eight ranked film is, or my lead, my lowest ranked film of the eight, um, is The Favorite. Okay, we'll, we'll go for The Favorite. It's now number seven. So, why did you not like The Favorite as much as the others? Well, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, um, of Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. I mean, I've seen a few of his movies, not that many of them. Um, and I, I can't say that I liked any of them. I mean, uh, I saw uh, The Lobster was just very, just too weird for me, and Dogtooth was, was in my opinion, horrendous. Um, those are the only ones that I've seen besides the favorite. But I, I think that he, he's trying to, 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 to do a... Um, you know, historical picture, but but trying to modernize it a little too much, and it just takes away from the story. The story is just not as enjoyable as uh, as as I was hoping that it would be. Um, I mean, I like the role reversal. You know, that they they have these th- these three women uh, as as the protagonists who are all trying to, or two of them are trying to to climb on top of one another in order to be able to. To, to to gain power or gain gain the ear of of the the queen who's in power, um, but just something was missing. It just didn't seem to be uh, that enjoyable. You know, some, I, I I was watching it. I was waiting for something to happen that, that that would say, ah, okay, now I understand. But I, I still don't understand why everyone is is uh, falling head over heels over this movie. It was it was good, but it wasn't anywhere near as great as everyone makes it sound. What's going on? We're agreeing on not liking a movie. Uh, it happens. It happens. Yeah, Darren, we both see so many movies. It's bound to happen. Well, if I'm honest, I could have had any of three movies at number eight. I, as I said, I just slapped this at number seven for that reason. Um, I was more interested, but I haven't seen. Mary Queen of Scots, which I know is up for the Oscars this year. Right, I haven't seen that yet either. And that seems like a lot more interesting story, and even another two brilliant leading lady performances from Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie. So that I would rather watch something that's a bit more historically accurate than a bit bonkers meant to be. I don't like this director either. I respect that he has his own unique style, I think is the best word to use. That's a good way of putting it. I didn't like Killing of a Sacred Deer and I've sat there like I've told everyone I thought it was awful even Damien agrees with me on that one for once oh wow <laughs> okay I so I guess I should like, be happy I haven't seen that yet I didn't like you it's meant to be classed as a horror but I didn't really think it was that scary it's just very weird and I, when I like weird I just don't get his weird I have not seen Dogtooth because Jay pretty much described what it's about once I was like, I'm glad I don't need to watch this movie. Uh, yeah. And, and I've seen The Lobster, and I didn't get The Lobster either that much. So, we're in the same boat here. So, we'll go on to my number eight, and I've just slapped it there, mainly because I hated the story, but it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Really? Yeah, we're going to bump. Okay. So, we're just going to jump back to actresses then. We're going to pick our best actress of Glenn Close from The Wife. Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born, Olivia Colman from The Favourite. I'm guessing we might not be picking that one. Um, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, 
and Yelitsa Arapoa. Aparicio, I think it's pronounced. I think. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Look, the lady from Roma. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you pick out of these? Okay, I, I think that, that of the five, the best performance is, is... I've only seen four. I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me? But uh, I think the best performance is by Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born. Um, Glenn Close was very good in, in The Wife. The, the, the movie itself wasn't that great. Um, but I think because of the whole Me Too movement and everything like that, I think this movie has gotten a lot more praise... Um, than it would have a few years ago um, for what it tries to do and I have a feeling that a lot of people feel that, that uh, Glenn Close is long overdue for, for an Oscar and I think that, that because none of the, the five here are really a standout I think that she's going to get the, the sympathy vote and I think that uh, Glenn Close is going to walk home with uh, the Oscar because a lot of people are, are against Lady Gaga because she's a singer and not a, really an actress. Um, Melissa McCarthy, everyone thinks, is is a uh, is more of a comedian. Again, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't tell you how she did in the movie itself. Um, Olivia Coleman, uh, as we discussed already about the favorite, and and Roma just came out of nowhere. That Yelitsa. But I'm assuming that when we when we eventually get to Roma, because I'm sure it's on the top of both of our lists. Um, <laughs> well, it, it made it made the top eight. And, and what do you know? It may, actually it made the top seven on me. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll discuss that more in depth. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm going to say that it's going to be going close. Fair enough. Well, I don't get why people were crit. I'm not the biggest fan of Lady Gaga's performance in A Star Is Born, but I'm not going to lie. It's probably the most perfect casting of a movie. Why not have a singer playing a role of someone who has had to earn their stripes in their life anyway? She knows that character through and through. Like, well, in, in the previous versions of A Star Is Born, they did that also. I mean, Barbara Streisand was in the '76 version, and you had. Um, uh, Judy Garland in, in the 54 version so you know and whenever they're dealing with a singer they do take someone who has that background uh, so, so it's a perfect casting choice well, yes no question about that and if, you, if they're going to play that card they should moan of having Melissa McCarthy in a serious role if you kind of if people are going to be that stupid in a weird way that's why I just don't get it you hire an actor to do an actor's job and they go and see how good they are and I will say it's probably Melissa McCarthy's career best performance, but everyone knows I hate her as a comedian, so <laughs> that's not going to be difficult. I no, so you're saying she's she's good as a dramatic actress. Yes. I, okay. I, there are a lot of there are a lot of comedians, as we know, who who excel when when they're given uh, you know uh, dramatic roles. For instance, Robin Williams was was a great uh, dramatic actor. I would argue is probably a better dramatic actor than comedian Correct. in the last 20 no, years of his career. No, comedic actor, yes. Not as a comedian. His stand-up, nothing, nothing beats his stand-up. Um, but, uh, yeah. In, in his film roles, no question about that. Fair enough. Well, I, I, there's another category I just cannot pick because I don't really like many of the performances here. Uh, it's it's going to be a wrong rogue theme through the show, I think. I would have personally picked Viola Davies. That. Never mind. Um, 
I will probably go with Melissa McCarthy out of the four I've seen I have yet to see the wife so okay don't don't rush to go see it I mean it's uh, it's, it's a good movie but again it's not great it's one that just seems to have got a random acting performance and that's about it for a whole category of the Oscars which Correct. seems to be a theme for a couple of the nominations so we'll go back to our rankings and we'll go to your number six then okay uh, no my number seven no, you did, did we do seven no I thought we did seven okay we'll do seven we then. did your seven we didn't do my seven because your seven was the favourite I thought we did seven for you. No. We were... no. Okay. What was your seven then? My number seven is Vice. And we'll go bump that one then. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to my number six then. I've got the Green Book. Okay, bump. <laughs> okay. Your number six? My number six is Black Panther. Uh, we'll just about bump that one then. <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun bumping them. <laughs> My number five is Roma. Um, and so, so is mine. What do you know? So we have once, a joint once again, agree. <laughs> the high reason for having this where it is is simple. This will be a movie that will be studied by film students for years. I will never question anything about the filmmaking in this movie. It's just... It's not something you can just watch unless you're prepared for it. Correct. I, I was I was bored out of my mind. I mean, I saw it the day the day that it came out on uh, Netflix, and it was just such a boring movie. Again, uh, from from a filmmaking perspective, it's it's supposedly amazing. I mean, I've read a few articles. I, I read an article about the the production design on it where every single thing that's placed in that movie is there is done deliberately and it's supposedly you know from so from a filming perspective it's supposedly an amazing movie but story wise it has so much more to 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 to, to want because there's there's so much missing from from the storytelling because you want it to be an interesting story and it's not yeah, I, that's what I mean. I've I've seen people who have way raved over it like mad, but I personally don't think I have a single friend in real life I could go go and watch Roma. It's a good story. You're going to enjoy what you watch there, and they're going to come back to me and say I hate you. And, and that's my biggest problem with that movie. It's okay. I can understand that. I mean, I I will probably eventually see it again. Um, you know, another another two hours of agony at some point, just to to be able to look at all of the things that 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 I missed the first time around because I was trying to look for a story. So instead of looking for a story, I can look for all the the the, the little elements that that uh, that that they leave for us uh, all around. Yes, but I do think this will be topping a lot of people's lists. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, you're right. So before we dive into the top four, which surprisingly has two films we both haven't mentioned yet, we're going to look at the best actor list. We have Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born, Christian Bale, Vice, Viggo Mortensen, The Green Book, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Willem Dafoe for the Lifetime Achievement Award, and that means for Eternal's Gate. Eternity, you... Eternity's Gate. Yes, the one movie nobody's heard of this year. <laughs> Pretty Correct. much. 
So, Rob, which one would you pick of these? Okay, well, the Eternity Skate is the only one I haven't seen of the four. Of the five, excuse me. Um, uh, I, I was a few months ago. Bradley Cooper was was the front runner, um, but he's lost that front runner status a long time ago um, because of the fact that that um, both Christian Bale and Rami Malek uh, are able to transform themselves. Uh, and that's the type of thing that people lately, voters have, have been loving. They love to see, you know, an actor transforming themselves into someone else, uh, especially if it's a real person. Um, and they, they seem to, to, to have moved away from looking for who actually gives the, the best uh, performance or the best ar- uh, character arc. I mean, Bradley Cooper, there's no question about it, his character has the best character arc of the five. Um, because of, of everything that happens to him. I mean, a lot of people have said that, that part of the problem with with Bradley Cooper and with the movie Star is Born is the fact that it's, okay, this is the fourth time they've remade this movie, uh, or the third time they've remade it, the fourth version of the movie. Um, but uh, he he just he does an amazing job with, with that role. So if I was the one, uh, if I was to give a vote, I would give him the, the vote, even though I know that most people are not going to. But, so... Even though I would like for him to win, he's not going to win. It's it's really between uh, Bale and Malik. Um, and every day, I keep changing my opinion as to which one of them gives a, a more tra- transform- a transformative uh, uh, performance. And I think that Christian Bale is the better of the two, but I have a strong feeling that, that uh, Rami Malik is the one who's going to walk home with, uh, with the Oscar for this one. It seems like they're going to probably go with Rami Malek just so they can give Bohemian Rhapsody some praise without saying thank you to Brian Singer. Correct. That's the best way to describe that award. That's why they probably will swing that way. Again, it was. I'm tied with you. I think those two are probably the favourites. They're actually two of my favourite performances. Uh, my issues with the Star is Born is it's such a repetitively done story, even without just being a fourth version of that we've seen struggling musician gets found by famous musician becomes more successful storyline for years and I'm a bit tired of that storyline so that's why I wouldn't put Cooper I wasn't expecting the end of that movie either let's put it that way well because you haven't seen the other the the other three versions (laughs) yes Uh, I I just thought he sort of faded away I think Gaga is better than Cooper even though Cooper has the arc more I was more entertained by her little uh, personal life of that movie so I would have picked her over Cooper well I love I loved seeing uh, you know uh, Andrew Dice Clay as her father <laughs> yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the 80s so I'm, I grew up on uh, Andrew Dice Clay uh, nursery rhymes which uh, since, since we're probably trying to keep this uh, somewhat uh, PG rated I can't even uh, you know I can't even repeat any of them. So if you, if you have a chance, if you've never heard any of his uh, uh, nursery rhymes, go on, go online and uh, take a look. They're, they're just hilarious. They're they're very X-rated with with, uh, with what he says, but but they're really funny. Fair enough. Well, that will be the homework for everyone tonight. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sticking with Malik. So we're going to go back to the ranking system. Uh, what would be your number four? My number four is Green Book. 
Okay. Explain why it's higher than the rest. Explain why it's higher than the rest. Um, that's a little bit difficult to do uh, because, as as you said, you know, a lot of the the films just uh, mesh together here because, as as I mentioned from the beginning, they're they're not there's 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 no movie really that 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 stands out among the others here. Um, Green Book takes an interesting perspective on the the whole uh, white black look at the 1960s. Um, I mean, it takes place before Kennedy is shot, and also before the, the Civil Rights Act. Um, but it but it shows um, quite effectively the the that that uh, in some ways the the north and south are very different a hundred years after the civil war but but they're also not um, and you have you have this character you know uh, played by uh, Viggo Mortensen which you know he, he's a typical Italian American you know New Yorker who's, who's a, a bouncer and you see that 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 if he's able to change you know and then he doesn't understand why the rest of the world isn't able to change. So I, I think it has more of a, a poignant uh, moral to it than than the other uh, movies that are that 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 are ranked below it. Um, again, I didn't think it was such a great. I didn't think it was a spectacular movie. Um, I thought it was good. Um, the fact that it's also based on a true story helps. Um, but but you don't really feel that 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 the story was able to to make any change to do anything um, and that 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 hurts it because you're expecting something to really change um, yes it changed the, the lives of, of the, the the two characters but beyond that though there was there was nothing that that really uh, rippled from from the, this from this the encounter that they have in this story Fair enough. well That's what I, have, I would say I have it slightly lower solely because one I'm tired of this story of 60s America problems it's just we see it every year at the moment and it's not even the only one we see this year and I'm just a bit tired of seeing it we know how stupid the behaviour was back then we don't need to just drag it out every year for three movies a year Um, I also wasn't really sure what was going on with uh, Mortison's character because they make a big point that he doesn't like black people but he doesn't do any what you call aggressive racism which would have been a bigger um, character arc turnaround for that movie he was like oh, I just don't like them and that was okay he learns to accept them by the end of the movie but I just think that they could have pulled a few triggers fabricated it a bit more so he was a bit more really anti them to learn a bit more from the Doctor and the Doctor learns more about being accepted in a bigger world as well because he was, was he meant to be gay as well? Yeah he was gay So they don't really make much of a point of that either and that would have been even more of a taboo in the 60s Correct. So there's a few issues they really neglect to really put forward in that movie that could have pulled all the triggers to get every sort of award and they don't really have the best director in that movie either. Right. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of of the Ferrellis, but uh, they're they're usually better at uh, comedy. Well, technically, this is meant to be a comedy. Um. 
Let's hope not. <laughs> we, we could get into the Golden Globes and wonder why A Star Is Born of Bohemian Rhapsody or up for Best Drama and not up for Best Comedy Musical, if you want. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Those, those wars. Well, right? listen, if you want to go back, what about The Martian uh, three years ago? You know, uh, Matt Damon won Best Comedy Actor. Exactly. Those, those awards are even more made up than the bloody Oscars at this rate. Correct. So, anyway, that was your number four. My number four is Black Panther, and we're on, we're on to the stage of the films that I could watch again. So, <laughs> that tells you how bad I rate these top eight. Okay. Um, I actually did try to watch Black Panther again, I got bored. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I, I watched about half an hour, or half of the movie, and then just switched it off. Again, I think Avengers Infinity War is the best Marvel movie out there. It's the, aver- the version of the Avengers of it's on the same level as Return of the King in my opinion it's done all the work in the other movies if you haven't seen the other movies you're not going to watch the movie anyway but judging by the box office they did you don't need to have seen every single one but to manage to bring 20 movies together to make this one movie and everything makes sense and then leave the audience in tears at the end of the movie it's the Avengers Empire Strikes Back like, yeah, yeah, no question about that. And, I, and with the Empire Strikes Back, we've three years, and you didn't know if another one was coming out. This one, at least, you know that it's a year. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I don't even think Black Panther should be on this list. But nothing against the director or the actors. I laughed a lot. It's just another Marvel movie, in my opinion. It's no better than Thor Ragnarok. It's not. Um, I, I actually think it is. It's it's not better than than Thor Ragnarok. There's no question about that. I think Thor Ragnarok was just so much fun. Um, but again, part of the part of the issue here. I mean, Black Panther was was uh, it was it was a good addition to the to the whole storyline. But to say that it's one of the best pictures that came out in in 2018, you see, like if I were to have to take the eight films and say, okay. Where, what, what would be the first one I would take off the list? I think Black Panther would be the first one I would take off the list, even though I think it's better than some of the others. Because I don't think that Black Panther in any way deserves to be um, singled out as one of the best pictures of the year. Okay, um, yes, I agree that, that they show the, the idea of, of diversity um, you know, in, in the superhero world with where it includes both blacks and women and stuff, and, and I think and I applaud that, and I think it's a good idea but that just because of that, that doesn't mean that it's one of the best movies of the year um, as you mentioned The Avengers is so much better if you're looking at a superhero movie I mean, Black Panther didn't do anything on, on a, a level of storytelling where it says ah, wow, they've really just, just shook the, the whole uh, structure of, of superheroes Okay, when when the Dark Knight came out uh, ten and a half years ago, that did, and that's what, and that shook the whole the whole uh, community, the whole awards community, by actually making this change in in uh, at the Oscars that they now have more than five Best Picture nominees, which I still think is a mistake, um, because because you're you're putting movies into a category that don't necessarily deserve to be there. Um, by expanding the list, I'm not saying I'm not saying make the list only two. 
but when you have a list of five, and that's what they've been doing for 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 eighty something years, and then to to expand it, um, that that doesn't help because that, that that leaves room to add films every every year in the last ten years that they've that they've uh, had this expanded uh, best picture list. There are movies that, that that in my opinion don't deserve to be on the list. Uh, to be singled out as best picture. Granted, in the eighty something years beforehand, there are also movies that are like that. But that's why they used to choose five. Um, so you can always complain. Okay, there are four that are great and one that that doesn't deserve to be on the list. That, that always is going to happen. Um, but by the, having the expanded list, you're 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 leaving more more chance for there to be movies that you're going to look at and say, well, I don't understand why this movie is even you know on the list. So Black Panther is a very good superhero movie. It's far from being a great superhero movie, and uh, I don't think it deserves to, to, to be here. And another thing you can tell by this is the fact that this is the only movie on the list that has no acting or directing recognition. Uh, correct. Correct, because, because, because there's nothing you can single out. Okay, the, the, the reason Black Panther is on the list is because people wanted to add diversity. And adding diversity just for the sake of diversity uh, goes against everything. Okay, yeah, if if you want to 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 add movies based on diversity because they're worthy of being on a list, then do so. But uh, Black Panther, again, it's good, but it doesn't deserve uh, as much credit as it's been getting. Indeed, in my opinion. <laughs> so. What is going to be your number three? My number three is Black Klansman. We're going to have to bump for that one then. I think we're going to be bumping for this one. My number three is A Star is Born. Bump! <laughs> so your number two. My number two is Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, the first of the many disagreements. Okay. <laughs> um, We've disagreed on other things here also, but uh, yeah. Um... I didn't have very high expectations of seeing this. The, the funny thing is, is that on the night that I went to go see um, First Man, uh, my wife and I bumped into friends of ours who went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody. And, we're, and they're like, oh, why don't you just change and, and come see this with us instead? And we were thinking about it, and we said, nah, it's probably not going to be that good anyway. And we ended up seeing uh, First Man, which... You know, as I mentioned earlier, we we were somewhat uh, disappointed by. Um, so I eventually saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and I knew a little bit about Freddie Mercury and Queen beforehand, um, and I really liked the way the story moved. I mean, they they integrated the the, the music of Queen in really well. Um, Rami Malek's performance definitely helps. Also, um, it was it was a very fun and energized. Uh, a musical biography that that, uh, that tries to show the side of 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 musicians that that you don't normally see. I mean, they, yes, it can be stated that a lot of things they did there uh, have been done in other movies before, but I still think that they 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 have enough original ideas in this to to, to help keep the story interesting and, and as the story moved along and along um, I got even more and more interested into it um, uh, based on the, the history of everything that happened and stuff like that um, so I thought it was it was really good I mean this is this is one of only two of the eight films that that, that made my top ten uh, of the year 
Um, so I, I thought it was very good. I, I I know that you're not a fan of it, and I'd actually like to hear why you're not a good fan of it. Why you're not a big fan of it? Well, it fits in at number eight for me solely because one, I'm not actually a big Queen fan. I know like three of their songs, and the, it's got the same problem I had with the Greatest Showman. The music covers up the awful storytelling ability of the movies. Uh, this doesn't show the negative side of anything that happens with Queen. We don't learn anything about Freddie Mercury's solo career, which just seems to be skipped over for ten minutes. It's like one minute he leaves Queen, the next minute he's apologising, and hey presto, it's Live Aid. It's like, well, what happened there? Like, what? Why did his career like disappear? Like, what? I know it's from what I've been told, he failed miserably at a solo career, but don't learn that in the movie. And if you're going to try and teach us, you've got to tell us this sort of stuff. No, they uh, mention they mention that he failed. They don't explain specifically why, but I think it all has to do with the fact of the of the fact that they they worked so well as a team that when he was on his own, he didn't have the support of his team, and that that's that's what hurt him. That, that, that's what I saw. Uh, that's just the thing. There's too much left to interpret on this when it's meant to be a real life biopic. The fact that the people behind Queen were pretty much making this movie, they're only going to show the positives when there were clearly going to be some negatives, like all biopics really need to show you. Right. Like, like Ray Charles one, I was watching that the other day, and you see his complete spiral into his drug addiction and his problems and I was a lot more interested in just seeing his high life of singing songs that made him famous right and there's a lot that gets skipped over in this movie and then you have to throw in all the controversy with the director which has caused a lot of uproar this year um, partly because of his actions and partly because he didn't actually finish the movie and the actual director who did do it isn't getting any praise but he will get praise when my movie in the Lambs box office movies list The Rocket Man wins this year and does as well as Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Cheap plug for everyone to go see the movie so I don't lose another competition on the Lamb. Um, and that's the very reason I just didn't like it. And I just, just something I, just, I don't really like that many musical biopics that are cheery because most musicians' careers are not cheery. And this, I felt too cheery at the end, and it was too focused on the fact that they were a great musical band rather than real people in a music band. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, alright, I can understand that. So we, we were going to we'll disagree on that one, so we're going to disagree on my number two, and that is Vice. Yes, I have to put Vice at number two solely because I have a sick twisted mind that I could laugh at American politics because I just I just, just the way everything happened it just made this movie quite funny in the wrong way for me um, they do skip over a lot of stuff I know and I do wish I could have learnt a bit more other than just reading like one paragraph that's this is what happened for the next two centuries or this life well two decades of this man's career instead of focusing on other stuff in the movie like how he became president but wasn't president and there's a lot of controversy about everything that happened which is fair enough but of all the ones I've watched this one has one that actually had a performance that dragged it and the trans uh, transformation Bell makes from slightly tubby Bell to fat Bell worked really well for me 
so I'm going to stick with that one as my number two. Okay, personally, uh, I've never been a big fan of Adam McKay's stuff because I think that he he dumbs down stories too much. I mean, I understand that 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 with this and also with with uh, with with The Big Short. Okay, he he realizes that people don't know enough about it, so he has to dumb things down a little bit. But but he does it in such a way that it's condescending to to the viewer, and that always uh, turns me off. Um, I think that 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 that. The vice is better than the Big Short. Um, there's, in my opinion, there's no question about that. But um, they, 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 they seem to take things too much to the extreme with with the way they portray everything. Instead of trying to give um, a somewhat unbiased opinion on, on how the thing is, it's very clear the opinion of this movie. Um, and when you're doing a biopic, you should try at least as much as possible, to, to give something that's somewhat unbalanced, um, unbiased. You know, a balanced, unbiased opinion. Um, but they don't do that here. It's clearly, it's very clear where they're coming from and what they're trying to say with this. Um, and I, I, I felt somewhat insulted by the way that they were trying to dumb things down to, to try and explain American politics. Um, well, that's, that's why I quite liked it because when you see who the president is at the moment it just sums up what the politics system looks like from the outside like you've got someone who can't even be consistent in two conversations at the moment and the way this one played out they've always made Bush to be a bit dumb anyway but the George W. Bush is made out to be almost a genius compared to Trump nowadays so <laughs> And yes, they had the controversy, and I did love the opening scene of the the panic when nine eleven happened. Right, I think that was one of the better scenes because he wasn't actually the president, but they treated him like the president with everything that was happening. Just and he wanted to actually be the one seeing what was happening, and already was his head was ticking like what he could make of that. And I felt, however wrong he what he did was, it was that's what I needed to happen almost in his head and you get that little click in his his look in his mind and how, that's what I just liked about this it was actually doing a portrayal of a completely sick twisted person who always saw profit in disaster ok no I can definitely see that and, and again as I said before Christian Bell does an amazing job because he is so unrecognisable in this in, 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 in this role um, he really transforms himself into what we all know and see as Dick Cheney. I, I just again, I, I don't like films that are, that are condescending to the viewer, and uh, I felt that the, the entire time in this movie. Fair enough, then. So we'll get on to your number one then. Okay, my number one. Well, uh, my number one was your number three, and my number three is your number one. Indeed, <laughs> we're very consistent with this. There you go. We're consistent with our inconsistencies. And our number twos were both our number sevens as well. Um, yes, very good, very good. Um, okay, so my number one is A Star is Born. Okay, as, as I stated earlier, none of the movies this year really wowed me, but of of the, the, the eight that we have to choose from, I think A Star is Born is the best one. It's, uh, as I, I know that you, you mentioned before about the fact that... that uh, you know, when you're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, the idea of taking a um, a musician and showing how his, you know, how his life 
uh, is affected by those around him and stuff like that. And, and so this movie does that also. Um, but but I think Bradley Cooper, uh, both as a director and as an actor, does does an amazing job with this uh, with the story of. I mean, I've. I, I know that you haven't seen any of the three other versions of this film. I actually saw all four of them within a day in order to be able to compare and contrast them. Um, and I actually think that this is the best of the four um, because they're, they're able to add so much to it that, that, that the previous versions were all missing. Um, I mean, they kept the same basic structure of the story, but the, the little elements that they, that they changed in it uh, helped make it uh, an even better uh, version of the story than any of the previous ones, and that's why when I saw it, when I saw this movie back in October, I think I was convinced that this is the movie that's going to win Best Picture. Um, I now know that that probably will not happen, uh, but especially after what happened at the SAG Awards, where where they went 0 for 4, being one of the first movies to ever go 0 for 4 in uh, at the SAGs. Um, I mean, the fact that, that Bradley Cooper was snubbed for, for Best Director also doesn't uh, bode very well for the, for the movie because, uh, I mean, it's very interesting that you have a director, a first-time director who's an actor, and usually the Academy loves actors who, who also direct, um, where he's able to, to, to direct three actors, including himself, to Oscar nominations, but he himself, as a director, isn't... Uh, isn't isn't given that uh, the honor of the nomination. Um, so I personally, I think I think the story is is done really well here. And uh, of the eight choices, you know, if if I were to, you know, because choosing which one I think is the best, there's no question that that the story is one is the best. But it's still, you know, not the the very best. Uh, uh, of movie history let's put it that way fair enough so I put it at number three solely because I even though I haven't seen the other versions I actually quite like the fact that they show how fast like, of all the other versions I'm sure the success rate time was a lot slower than this one I yeah no question about that because, because now you have the whole idea of things going viral and that's exactly what, that's and that's what this one does it, mm-hmm. you see it so often now that someone goes viral if we are going to look at real life the best example not for how good or bad they are is probably looking at how fast like Justin Bieber rose from like YouTube nobody to most annoying pop star in the world but that's pretty much the template of the career here and we see that with Gaga and that's almost her career as well she was pretty much a nobody she wasn't considered pretty enough when she was a real life musician in the music world when she first broke onto the scene there's many reports that have come out and said that she can't do it and they almost poke fun at that but then the talent shines through goes all the way off to win the awards and yeah 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 that's perfect I, as I said I've seen the story before and it doesn't need to be called A Star Is Born anymore there's countless versions of a young musician who suddenly becomes the biggest sensation overnight and that's why I don't have it as high I I don't need to see the story again <laughs> but I guess it's okay. not a bad way of telling the story I think it gets everything right for the modern era and 
as we said and you backed up the older ones show that it would have been a lot more difficult right and and I'm always swayed by the fact it's one of my most memorable Simpsons episodes when Homer finds country singer and she becomes more successful than him and he has to question everything in his life <laughs> and it's one of the only ones that ever sticks with me that episode of The Simpsons and I just couldn't help but think of that like Bradley Cooper's actually Homer Simpson <laughs> so that's why I can't put it at number one okay I can, I can definitely uh, hear that that issue so that leads to my number one and this was the last movie I watched of these eight and that is The Black K Clansford and for what the subject was uh, it, we have a the first ever black police officer who decides to go undercover in the KKK and that alone just makes you think this is going to be an interestingly funny movie especially since it's a true story exactly as well and then the way that they have all the conversations with the KKK guys on the phones and it's like there's a lot of racial language involved but they're like we'll never include the black people we know when we're talking to them and he's just talking to them and you're trying not to laugh especially with one with um David Duke's character yeah um, and it's just like and at the end they get the perfect payoff for all of this and I just think it's re- the only thing I really hated about this movie is after the payoff when it turned into a political message about it's still going on and it was like because you just made a really really good movie Mr. Lee and I really liked it and then you decided to play your political card that didn't need to be there. Correct. That's a, that I that I yeah, I this would have been such a better movie if it didn't have that 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 part tacked on at the end. Um, I think I think as you said, adding the political aspects to it takes away from 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 the impact that this uh, the story has. Um, because again, I when I was watching it, I was enthralled by the whole thing, and I, I was. I, I was really, really enjoying the whole movie. And then it ends, and I was like, wow, this was great. And then they had the prologue, uh, the, the epilogue. And as soon as they had the epilogue, it was like, oh, come on, why did you have to do this? Why did you have to add in... Why did you have to, to, to now make the political statement? Because you can see the political statement already throughout the entire movie, and that's fine. Um, I guess it goes back to what I was talking about with, with Adam McKay, how you... How sometimes directors um, dumb down stories in order to, to to specifically say something to the to 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 the audience. When in this case it wasn't necessary, and as a matter of fact, it was detrimental. Yeah. So that's the thing that will probably hold the movie back from actually getting the awards. I think that other people might also have that opinion of it. It's like, did we need that? Right. Right. Yeah. And if you were going to do that, you might as well have just made it a documentary if you're going to play that card at the end. Correct. So. Correct. I mean, again, if without that little bit, I, I could conceivably think that this would have been my favorite movie of the of of them. It might have even been able to eclipse uh, what I thought of the Star Is Born, but because of the epilogue, it it just takes away some too much from it. And that's the same because it was some really good style used in this movie. The performances. Denzel's son is fantastic. Um, Kylo Ren is okay. I, I don't think he was Oscar worthy in this role. And I actually quite like Topher Grace, me, 
uh, David Duke I thought that was quite mm-hmm. funny and he gets a lot of stick as an actor I think he's, people should start defending him because some of his roles are actually quite perfect for his type of character he's, mm-hmm. he's falling into the Keanu Reeves era of acting at the moment <laughs> where if you give him the right role he's the best in the world at it right. but if you try and push him outside his comfort zone he's not that good right okay I mean I, I thought Adam Driver was also good here in, in the movie but I'm not sure if I really would uh, would would agree that 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 he is the best uh, that 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 he deserves to get a best supporting actor for it also. Yes, it was, it was um, good. He did a good job. Um, but uh, again, I, I think he's a great actor and he has a lot of potential. But I'm not sure if this is the right. Uh, uh, if this was the right performance to say, okay. You know, he, he's definitely one of the best uh, uh, perform- performances of, of... the best supporting performances of the year. Indeed. So, that is going to complete our Oscar rankings. And we have another mixed bag from us. We have two that we liked, two that we completely disagreed with, and the rest we kind of forgot existed. And, again, with the acting as well, we kind of middle of the fence between us on that one too we want you to let us know what your Oscar rankings are so you can find out, find us on Talking Stars at Twitter let us know your top 8 in the order and why you hate a movie more than the rest and I'd like to thank Rob from MovieRob.com .wordpress no, .wordpress.com .wordpress.com, yes where you will find an encyclopedia of movie reviews and when and when when this is uh, when when the show goes live, I'll be very close to, to hitting my five thousand uh, review mark. So uh, you know, anyone who who shows up will be able to see uh, how I'm doing that. I've, I've actually have an interesting thing that I've done over the past few years that Darren is familiar with called Movies from the Hat. So I'm doing something very similar uh, where. I've basically decided to take uh, one movie from from the last 75 years, each year of the last 75 years, and I'm randomly choosing which which film I'm going to be watching, and I'm watching them in an order, so that uh, I'll be surprised myself as to what will be my 5,000th uh, review. There will be something between 1945 and 2019, but uh, I can't tell you which one, because I don't know yet. I can imagine a 2019 list is going to be a very short list of movies to pick from. I just need one from each year. It's not a question of uh, I already have chosen which movies I'm watching of those of, of those years, and every so often I, I make a few changes here and there. Um, this this will give me an opportunity to see a few of the Oscar movies that I haven't seen yet. I know that uh, my 2017 choice will be uh, First Reformed. I haven't decided yet what, what's going to be my 2018 choice because I, I go according to uh, the IMDb years. Uh, so the fact that First Reformed uh, showed, you know, at film festivals in 2017 actually helps me add another movie to, you know, other recent Oscar movie to, to the to the to the mix. I can't wait to hear what you think about First Reformed. Have you seen it? Yes. Is it good? I'll wait till you see it. No, just tell me. Just tell me yes or no. Is it good or not? I'm still gonna watch it. I'm not gonna take it off the list. My opinion on that movie relies completely on how you read the end of that movie. Okay, so then don't tell me. 
That's fine. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I don't want spoilers. That, that's, uh, from what I've heard of it, it's very good. But uh, I guess that will remain to be seen. I mean, the, the 75 movies that I've chosen are movies that, that, that I've heard are supposedly good. So I'm, I'm hoping that, that, that uh, the majority of them I'll have... Uh, you know, I'll have eventually watched and said, "Wow, I'm glad I watched this because it was it was such a good movie." Uh, but you never know because that's the whole idea of, of randomly choosing movies. Um, you never know what, as, <laughs> as as far as Kunk said, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get, and that's definitely what that's gonna be here. Indeed, so everyone's gonna have to read along to see how much you love or hate certain movies, including First Reformed. Right. I don't know people that are going to go either way on you. It's one of the most polarizing movies from what I can tell online. Okay. I think that's right. the way to read so. it. I don't know. Um, nope. <laughs> I got it for Christmas this year, so... That was... And are you, happy? Are you happy that you got it for Christmas or not? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so... You can listen to our next show, which we're most likely going to be talking about our March previews, but we may slip in a top 10 horror, or top 5 horror list episode before then. You have to come and see and be surprised next time. I'd like to thank Rob for joining me. Always a pleasure. Uh, I always love uh, talking to you or anyone about movies, so, you know, why why not? (laughs) I'm sure we'll be back next year to complain about the Oscars probably probably. we have to to pick the most popular movie next year as well (laughs) maybe see that's a list that I could say the Black Panther could go on okay (laughs) it's their trial edition this is our most popular list but we're going to put it in the normal list and see what happens I mean the funniest thing was when they they announced the most popular list they said okay so best picture is now the most unpopular (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which when you look at the, the the list of movies most of them fit into that category they should if they're going to do it they should just put most popular should be the one that sold the most tickets and that's the end of the argument the top five movies of the box office should be the top five popular movies and simple as that yeah but they yeah, decide how you want to use the box office just American or do you want to use international and if other movies usually come out at the end of December, so that's a problem also. So that that unfortunately won't work. It's a good idea, but uh, it won't work. <laughs> well, at my way, that's the only way you can consider a movie popular is by the amount of people that see it. Perfect. I think that's the okay. best way to ever measure a movie on popularity. True. Now, now because of, of uh, streaming and uh, you know Netflix and everything like that, I mean something like Roma, it's, it's harder to gauge because it doesn't do as well in the box office, but people are still watching it at home. And and as we all know, this is the direction that things are moving, where it's going to be more online than uh, than in the theaters. Sadly. Uh, for, be- for better or for worse. There are, there are pluses and minuses from, from both sides of that. No question about that. I know, I know. 